0: everybody, how you doing? How are we doing tonight? This is a YouTube exclusive right now for the Yarn Morse Podcast. Now guys, if you're in upstate New York, first of all, I feel sorry for you guys right now for dealing with the cold there that you guys are dealing with. But February 18th, things are going to get heating up in Johnsonville, New York, as Immortal Championship Wrestling makes its return for its first event of 2023 called Immortal Combat 4. And we are being joined tonight by the ICW Northeast Champion himself, Mr. Garrett Holiday, making his debut, by the way, on the show. Garrett, how are you doing tonight, buddy?
1: We're doing good. We're doing very good. How are you doing tonight?
0: Doing good again. I feel sorry for you guys up there right now dealing with that cold there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Very (laughs) brisk. brisk. That's
0: That's a nice way to put it. But like I said before, you actually have a title match coming up on this show. You're taking on Nick Sullivan. Uh, Before we get into what got you interested, what's your uh, initial thoughts being that the show is a couple weeks away?
1: Uh, Well, there is going to be a final thought uh, promo coming out very soon on my final thoughts going up against the natural Nick Sullivan. Um, There's a lot to say. And it's going to be said pretty soon here. So I'm going to leave it to that. If you guys want to share it on your around the around the ropes podcast uh, page or anything like that, you'll be hearing more from what I have to say, more than what was already said. And
0: we definitely, we definitely will. But being that you know, what how are you feeling first of all, going into this event, mentality wise?
1: There's a lot to be said on what transpired at the last show and uh, pride being one of the main words. And it's not even like you see around, around the locker room, there's you got to earn your spot in some places. And when you complain a lot about certain situations, and then you want to etch your way into a title match, there's a lot to be said about that too. So my mentality is pride going into this match against Nick Sullivan. And, uh, He thinks he can bully his way into certain situations. He's going to find out real quick. That ain't going to happen when you're up against me.
0: I can definitely, I can definitely hear it in your voice that it seems like more pride and more frustration than anything.
1: Yeah. Well, when you get hit in the back, even in your entrance, just because you want to get an edge in a match, there's a lot of disrespect there. So like I said, there's going to be a lot to say in my final thought before February 18th.
0: Can't wait to see and like again. Like I said, folks, when that comes out, you can also find that not only on Garrett's Facebook page, but you can also we will share it on our Facebook page as well once it does come out. But now let's kind of go back a little bit here. What was your first england that you wanted to get into wrestling?
1: Um as funny as it sounds, I was, and as cliche as it sounds, you know, I was five years old when, you know, my parents were flipping through the channels and lo and behold, a man named Goldberg showed up on the screen. And, um, that's pretty much when I thought I, you know, I, I dreamt of being it a wrestler and, uh, you know, just not to be Goldberg because nobody can really be him, you know, um, but to be something of that, like I am now. You know, I'm not, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm the next big thing or anything like that, but I enjoy it and it's, and it puts smiles on faces. And that's what really, really made me want to do it. You know, Goldberg defeating people left and right, eventually is streaked end. But, you know, I
0: like the idea of Goldberg. I just didn't want to be Goldberg. You know what I mean? That's actually interesting because a lot of other independent wrestlers who we've had on here, that's not a name you ever hear anybody mention. No.
1: No. And and some people don't even like Goldberg, and that's fine. That's, you know, um, I like Goldberg for his, um, you know, his intensity. His intensity was so, like, piercing. It wasn't even funny. And I would say he was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. But when I actually started in the business, that that changed. I still like him, but and everybody has their opinions about him. Like I said, but like um, he was the reason why I started. And I have to give that respect per se. It may sound weird, but that's that's who really got me like wanting to do this.
0: But, now, growing up. Were you more, obviously, like I said before, you know, you, you know, you idolize Goldberg, but were you more at WWE then or WCW growing up?
1: Uh, It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Uh, I loved every bit of it. I loved every bit of it. And I enjoyed every match that was on the show. You know, there were some stinkers, but you know, that's that's the way that it is. Um, I I definitely, if I had to pick, I was leaning towards WWF at that time, um, just because they were putting up. You know better, better content. You know, um, and who says they can't? They're, they're not a Steve Austin fan. You know what I mean? You know, I was a big Steve Austin fan back then too. And uh, yeah, I, if I had to pick, it would be towards WWF at that time.
0: So, so you must have really loved uh, last year's WrestleMania when basically half the guys from that era were still performing.
1: Yep. Yeah, that was actually a really, that was really a good feeling to see him do that. Not, 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 much, not really for me, but for the fans in general, because a lot of people wanted to see that and a lot of people were waiting for that to happen. It was a really good feeling to see that though, it, you know, coming from, you know, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, you know, that going, going on and on.
0: But, well, I think with me, I think you look at that. And what I liked about it is the fact that it wasn't a he comes in, does thirty seconds worth of moves, does you know, two stunners, and goes right for the beer. Mm-hmm. It was actually a physical match. Yeah, that
1: was that was that was more surprising more than anything. But I I I didn't think that if he was going to do it, he wasn't going to do it to destroy a Kevin Owens. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think he was willing to do that to Kevin, Uh, I think he was, he wanted to, if he was going to do it, he was going to do it all. And he did.
0: Yeah. And that's what I like when, when you get guys like him who come back or even like on the celebrity side of things with guys like Logan Paul and bad bunny (laughs) who actually treat this crazy sport like an actual sport Yeah, and don't sit there And, like, I've seen celebrities already who have come in, and I've seen guys who make returns who it's 30 seconds of work and here's your nice check of a couple million dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Goldberg was part of that. But, you know, Brock was a big part of that too. But he eventually, you know, he did more matches. But, you know, to touch on Logan Paul and stuff like that, you know, that guy actually went through the training and, you know, he – he did what he needed to do in order to get in that ring and a lot of people don't like him and that's perfectly fine you know nobody likes the polls but you want to know something you're watching them aren't you that's that's what they're doing like they're getting yeah,
0: people talk about them
1: yeah and uh like that spot what is talked about right now and probably will be like you know the slammies if they do the slammies you know the, Oh my God moments
0: or whatever, you know, it, mm-hmm. that'll probably be a part of it. That moment is probably also going to be when they do like their year in review. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be like, you know, be like, Oh look, or not even at the year in review when they do like, you know, top Royal rumble moments.
1: Yeah. 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 Probably. Yeah. That too. And like, um, who knows what's next for him either. You know, there's, there's a lot of rumblings that he might face John Cena. Um, and to be honest i'd watch it and i guarantee it's probably i'm not going to say guarantee i'm i'm going to say it's probably going to be a really really good match and a really good match for logan paul too to learn off of you know that's that's what people should really be doing off of john cena at this point what you know if he does do it that is
0: oh i have a feeling i have a feeling he will being that also they've basically sold out SoFi Stadium and they as of this recorded, they've really only announced two matches, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns and Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. And that's <laughs> pretty much it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I uh I agree. Uh, they'll probably start, you know they'll probably start doing stuff. I'm I'm very interested to see now what they're gonna do with Sammy. Um I don't Necessarily think that he's gonna win the title, obviously, for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I I would love to see what happens next with Sammy because right now he's he's the guy that's making noise at this point. Like, and I'm not I'm not saying that Cody Rhodes isn't making noise either. Like that promo that he did on Monday Night Raw, that was storytelling at its best. You know, I think I think that match with him and Roman. If it makes it to WrestleMania, I think that'll probably be one of the greatest one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history in my oh, opinion. Oh
0: I completely agree. I just think it's also very interesting to look at the fact that with Cody and Roman, you also and I know this will never get touched on, but you have two of the most well known wrestling families going yep. at it.
1: And <clears throat> It's, it's it's a wonder to see what's going to transpire with the family in itself. Uh like, you know, there's there's Jimmy and Jay and Jay's doing something with the storyline. Who knows what's gonna happen with that? I think it's just gonna end up being a straight up match between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. But I wish I at some I I wish there was like a part like a part of me wishes that like Dustin was a part of it. You know, yeah. just to have that little that little moment. But I don't know how that's gonna that's gonna work out. I mean, never say never, you know, Mickey James showed up with the impact title at Royal Rumble last year, so
0: you never know. But I, no, what I was gonna say though, I agree with you, and I think right now to have that moment, especially now that you obviously we don't have Dusty around anymore. I think you want to make you want to have that emotional moment there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Re, you can almost have that relive that similar moment to what they did back at Double or Nothing back in twenty nineteen. Yep, where yep. he cut that promo at the end, and you and I was I was lucky enough to be in the audience for that match. Oh, that's cool. Very and, very cool. and I can tell you for a fact there was not a dry eye in the house. Oh, I bet. I bet. There's 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 definitely
1: there's definitely a thing with Cody right now. And it's and it's a lot of heart, a lot of passion. And I think WWE is finally realizing that Cody was the guy that yeah. they totally dropped the ball with. But at the same time they dropped the ball with Drew McIntyre as well and he proved them wrong as well. You know it's it's <clears throat> I think some people have to fall in order to find themselves. And I'm not saying that Cody Rhodes should have fell, but it definitely
0: worked in his favor, for sure. I I totally agree with you on that, but I want to get back into kind of telling people the story of Garrett Holiday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Not that I don't mind talking WWE. I want to just get back to telling people about who Garrett. So let me ask you this then. Let me go this route then. Who is Garrett holiday for people who may have never seen your work before.
1: Garrett holiday is a country bumpkin cowboy, whatever, whatever you perceive him as Um, a country guy in a, in a big world of professional wrestling, proving that country boys can still be here in professional wrestling. You know, one of the toughest guys in the room is willing to fight. Whoever is facing across the ring from him. And, um, but for Garrett Holiday in itself, it's a little bit different. Uh, I am a guy that has to prove a point mm-hmm. that I can be one of the one of the best in New York. And you know, I'm not saying that right now. I'd rather earn it. That's one of my things. It's just like I'd rather earn everybody's respect than take another path in order to you know in order to. Take it the easy way. I've I've always been one of those hard workers that did what he had to do. You know, I did I did ring crews. I did. You know, I stayed up late nights, and did whatever I had to do in order to be where I am today. And uh, that's who Garrett Holiday is. Whether it's whether you believe it or not, that's who I am in real life as well. So that's who Garrett Holiday is. So,
0: so. is it safe to put it? basically it would take a lot to put you down so to speak yes pretty much so so it's almost like obviously take the take the cowboy part out of it it's almost like it's very similar to Moxley right now in AEW
1: yeah
0: except less hardcore matches yeah i was going to say i was going to say you're not in for the getting, <laughs> uh all the blood and stuff
1: I haven't been in. I, I I've been in um, you know bunkhouse brawl matches. I was in a bull rope match a few years back. Um, I'm not saying I'm against it, but you know it's it's not something that I I look for. If the story's right, then absolutely, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, you, you know that's. I'd rather tell a story in a regular match than a than, than something different like that.
0: You know, it's funny you bring up storytelling. That's one thing that I stress big time on our weekly show. Is even prof- like you see it a lot now. I've seen a lot now on in the independent scene than you do in professional wrestling. But storytelling to me is a lost art.
1: I get, I, yeah, I agree with that. And you know, a lot of a lot of the veterans nowadays are saying that repetitively. And, um, you know, it, it was even, it was sort of even shown in in, in that in that um that tryout camp in jersey Mm -hmm. you know what i mean a lot of the matches you know and i'm not crapping on anybody obviously but in a lot of the matches there was not a lot of storytelling for anybody to really um sink their teeth into and that's 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 what i mean yeah every there's a spot for um nowadays wrestling in every show You know, everybody wants to do that. Holy shit moment that, you know, um, this is awesome moment. And I've, I've been in those and they're great. Um, But the storytelling part where you show your past and you show your energy, you show your facial expressions, you show your pain, you show who's the bad guy. Who's the good guy. That's, that's the, that's the rewarding part. You know, the, this is awesome's is is great too and it and it's it's you know that's rewarding too in a way but when you do storytelling and get this is awesome chant or or any you know of what i named out (laughs) that's 10 times like rewarding than anything else and honestly i was actually in one when i won my icw northeast championship
0: I completely I completely hear where you're coming from as a fan from the fans perspective and I've said like I said I said this on my show constantly I'd rather watch a match that I'm emotionally invested in because then it's like okay I know I'm gonna get something good from the start to the end. This is why there's some wrestlers out there and I've said it before on the show and I said it publicly. Uh, one that comes to mind is young bucks. To me, I cannot get into a Young Bucks match because I'm very big in storytelling as a fan. And to me, the Young Bucks, for example, it seems like every match they have is how many super kicks, how many moonsaults, how many suicide dives can you do? And to me, I'd rather see a match have five moves, but you remember it then have 9,000 moves and you forget about it because you're on to the next match already.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's the young bucks brand. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And that's what they, they like to do. And they're making money still doing it. Yeah. You know, there, there's always like the hardcore matches. Everybody loves death matches. some people love death matches. Some people like hardcore matches. Some people like the ECW nostalgia. There, there is a fan for everything in a ring comedy, at, you know storytelling, hardcore, deathmatch, even technical wrestling. Everybody like Wheeler Yuta, you know, mm-hmm. Jonathan Gresham, you know those guys. They everybody likes seeing those. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. There's a, there's a fan for everything.
0: Oh, yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and believe me, I'm not saying, I'm not telling people, oh, don't watch a Young Bucks match. I'm not. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. But again, I also want people to understand this is coming from somebody like me who's never ever stepped foot in a ring. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this from somebody who's been to enough wrestling shows, who has spoken to a lot of these wrestlers. To me, the Young Bucks are just not that team for me. But then on the flip side, you mentioned somebody like Wheeler Yuta. Go back to any of his matches he had with um Dale Garcia. I can watch those hundreds of times. Yep. Go back to FTR versus the Briscoes. Rest in peace, Jay, Jay. Exactly. I completely agree on that. But that's my that's to me is where it's the wrestling is there. Where those are three different types of matches there. But they yeah. all have the same core to it. They had the same core of it being storytelling. Right. And another example of that, look at um, Roman Reigns right now with uh, Sami Zayn. We just,
1: (laughs) I was thinking that, and then when I said something, I I lost track of what I was saying. The story, the
0: storytelling
1: of Roman Reigns and Sami. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that, and the pop in that was loud. Yeah. But that's what I like, though, is when you're going to get somebody who's going to want to sit there and who's going to want to be emotionally invested. And as a wrestler like you, that's probably a bigger reward is having that fan who is going to want to sit there from the start of your match to when your match is done. Obviously, hopefully they stay for the whole show, but specifically for your match. Because I've, I've seen a lot of times where all of a sudden a wrestler comes out and it's, okay, i got to go do this, i got to go do this, or I have to go do this. So that's kind of getting a chance to actually talking to you and I've seen some of your stuff before over on you on YouTube I can definitely see that the storytelling thing is vital for you which I completely commend you on that.
1: I I appreciate it. You know, I I learned that from my trainers Drake Evans and Chip Stetson. They 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 embedded that in my head. You know, when when you're young, you know you want to do every move in the in the to the moon. And I was at that at at one point, and I would say probably 2017. I started to rethink that because not only not only that, you know, when I faced, for example, when I faced Dirty Dango Fondango, to some to uh, WWE fans, um, when I faced him, <laughs> the the one thing he said was he he wanted to he wanted to save. Certain opportunities for something else, like, and uh, I respected that because, um, obviously, Dirty Dango's Dirty Dango, and he he needs to do other things in order to keep pursuing what he wants to do, and that really um, set the tone for me as well. And even even after 2017, and thinking that way all the way up until now. It really set in after he said, you know, what he said to me. And um, now I think of everything at at a totally different um, pace, you know. Um, Actually, when I, for for example, at uh, NFW last year at some point, and I'm not knocking the wrestlers there, they're all great, and they're all, you know, athletes and everything. I was in a six, I think think it was like a five or a six-man scramble and uh besides one or two two guys um i was one of the biggest guys there and uh you know in a scramble obviously it's gonna be you know dive 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 move move high spot move this that and the other thing and i'm like okay 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 (laughs) you know it's one of those things but the when you could put storytelling in a five-man scramble that's rewarding as well. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, there was a lot of storytelling just in that match and a lot of guys stood out, but I got praised a lot that night for, for being, um, for slowing the pace and making my moves mean something. And my moves ain't even remotely close to the athleticism, of some of them kids in there, like, Holy crap. Like all I did was a claymore kick and, a brain buster and and a spine buster. And I made that mean something, you know, and that's rewarding to me because it's just one of those things where I don't need to do, you know, a 450 or, you know, any of the other stuff out there. And I don't even do a super kick, you know, I don't need any of that. All I need is my lariat and my boot and
0: my spine buster. But, you know, it's funny. I mean, people laugh. You take somebody like John Cena, for example. Yep. People laugh at him and they say, oh, he buries the town But here's the funny thing, though. And I know they always make the comment of he had the five, move, five moves of Doom back yep. in the day. But you remember those matches, though. Yep. For the storytelling. Go back exactly. to a lot of Triple H's matches. Yep. Storytelling. Yep. Undertaker. Same thing and that to me is when i will sit there and i will not move i will not change the channel for stuff like that yeah but to me it's like that's that to me is almost like going to a movie and watching a a, a small feature film exactly yep. and it may only be 12 minutes or like 12 15 minutes however long the match goes but it's something that i will walk away and i'll go you know what i'm never going to forget that match right Right, I
1: think I think um, a lot of what I think about now and at, before Dirty Dango like cemented that. Mm-hmm. You watch, you watch like the Broken Skull sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Undertaker. I gotta tell you, I learned more off of that episode and a second episode more than I ever did in, in you know, learning through my eight years of wrestling and listening to how he, you know, and he did use the same moves all of his career. I don't need to, I don't even need to name them. You're already thinking them in your head, Oh, that's, that's <laughs> you, really know, you know, and, uh, and that's how he stayed relevant. You know, I mean, obviously character driven, storyline driven, and just who he was. Yeah. You know, you, you learned about what he said, and I think one of one of the things that he said was, you know, the high spots have their moments, but when you do a four fifty off off the top rope in the early stages of the match, how much bigger are you going to get after
0: after that? Exactly. You, you know, you the way I look at it, you don't want to tell the end of the story without telling the middle part. Right. You don't want to all cut it and be like, oh, by the way, here's the ending, but we're not going to show you guys how we got there. To me, a good match goes through the motions, goes through the steps. Like, I'll give a great example of an independent match I saw last year that had all the storytelling you could think of. And you might have heard of these two gentlemen. Uh, It was Pro Wrestling Magic. Okay. And the matchup was... Uh, Darius Carter versus Danny Moth. Yes. If you, if you, people who watch us and you have not had a chance to see it, go to IWTV.com. Definitely, I recommend you go see it. To tell you that that building was actually shaken I after it. he won that title, I've said it hundreds of times. I've written articles about it now. That to me is one of the greatest independent wrestling matches. I have ever seen. That's awesome. Uh, You know,
1: um, neither man, neither wrestler knows who I am, but I respect Danny Moff a lot. And that's one of the guys that are definitely story driven in a lot of things. And he's obviously he's big as, as big as he is, he will do whatever it takes to make the other guy look good. And for Dan Moff, Danny Moff to be as big as he is. And you have to face him. Um, like, don't be afraid to ask him questions or anything like that. And like, literally he's not shy from making you probably the most over guy after the match. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot. He's a, he's a guy that makes a lot of sense and a lot of what he does. And Darius Carter, I've heard a lot of things about, obviously, um, I know he's a really good technical wrestler. I know he can get, he he obviously won the ECWA uh, Super A tournament last, uh, I think last year
0: or the year before
1: that, something like that. Um, You know, a lot of respect to him too for what he does. You know, he's, he's,
0: you know, he is who he is because of storytelling, you know. No, and I, I totally, I totally agree with you. But last couple of questions I got for you is, First of all, who is, if you had the opportunity to go up against anybody from any generation, doesn't matter what promotion they're in, could be alive or deceased, but you only had the option to pick one person, who would it be?
1: Uh, A couple names float in my head. Um, Macho Man being one of them. Um, I think right now. If i had if I had to choose it would be between undertaker and AJ Styles
0: that's a good one
1: yeah
0: that's that's a really good one um another name of somebody who I would love to see you go up against and being how you were talking before about you know putting everything on the line you know would take a lot to put you down and I think you two would have excellent would be it would be interesting to see bully Ray <laughs>
1: I love I love Bubba Ray.
0: Yeah, I think Bola you Ray.
1: too. Holy Ray Bubba Ray. Yeah. I think I, you- I ironically I actually watched him a lot and I actually heard a lot of his interviews and you know, a lot of people may not like him and that's again, that's fine, that's your opinion, everything mm-hmm. like that. Not a lot of people like certain wrestlers because of whatever. Um a lot of what he says I believe in and you know, that podcast that I heard from him, I, I learned a few things as well. And I wouldn't mind stepping in the ring with him. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. I think you two would be – would definitely be an interesting uh balance there. Let me put it that way.
1: Right. Yeah. And, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that wants, like – he wants to be booked three matches in a row. Or, I'm sorry, booked three shows in a row just so that he can tell a story. hmm with said individual that he's trying to do stuff with, you know,
0: okay. I, mean? I totally agree with you on that. Um, second to the last question I got for you is favorite match that you had in your career. <laughs> Man, you're asking you're,
1: you're at, because I'm humble. I, I love a lot of my matches in, in my career. Um, I think, I think right now my favorite match that i've i've ever had um is with sean carr and that goes for every every match that i've had with him and i i think i've had like five or six matches with him in all across new york and i'm, I'm not exaggerating like it's been in every promotion besides maybe empire state wrestling and um yeah, just at Empire State Wrestling, and of course this, the Manhattan promotions. My matches with Sean Carr make a whole lot of sense, and that man puts me to my limits when I didn't think at the time I was, you know, I was even able to do that. And uh, I give him, a, I give him a lot of respect, and I look at him as a mentor. And every match that we've been in. Has either been nominated for match of the year or has been match of the year, which was announced in ICW this year that we won match of the year at our last uh, match that we had um, in Utica. Um, but that is that those matches were a lot of story-driven stuff, and again, I he pushed me to my limits, and I pushed it to him, and every time we've we've had the crowd just explode towards the end. It didn't even matter what the outcome was. Um, so in my opinion, all the matches that I've had with Sean Carr, um, literally, those are it. And and like an honorary, if I can do this, an honorary Go ahead. Go ahead. match that I've had plenty, uh, plenty of times is with Mike Skyros, Moonlight Sun. Um, that, that guy's another one that puts me to my limits and, um, every match that we've had has been story driven. And, you know, he's, he's another one of those guys that you're probably going to see a lot off a lot more often because of how good he is. And no matter what the outcome is, it's another one of those things where the fans, it's almost, it's almost like you're watching a, a new Japan match between me and Skyros, you know, it, it, it's, it's all quiet. But they're 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 really paying attention to what we're doing, and at the end of it, that's where we get the applause. And as weird as it sounds, I've had many many matches that have had different outcomes with different reactions, but between Sean Carr and Mike Skyros, those were my biggest reactions out of, out of everything.
0: And final question I have: other than your match on February eighteenth taking off the wrestler hat and putting on the fan hat for a second. Okay? Is, is there one match in particular that you're looking forward to not not your match included on that card?
1: Hm. I mean, this this card is um very very stacked as you can see obviously. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of different faces going on as well. And it's going to, it's, what do you, what do you, let me ask you, what are you looking forward so far before I choose? Cause I have uh, one
0: in my head. Honestly, being that it's going, that it's going to be my first one as a fan. Uh, and I've seen some of the stuff over on YouTube already about it, but I feel like watching it on YouTube is different from being in the stands. Yep. Honestly, I'm looking forward to the tag title, the, the, the uh, tag team match.
1: Oh, with uh, Ben Hamin and Blaze Haram uh, yes. versus the uh, Power Supply, Syracuse yes. kids,
0: and for that re- for that reason. I've had an opportunity to see Blaze already in action down at Titan Championship Wrestling, right? right. And I've spoken to Ben actually on the show. He he was actually a exclusive interview we did several weeks ago, several months ago, and to actually get a chance to see both of them together. When I saw how much heat uh, Blaze got. I can only imagine the reaction when both of them come out. So that, honestly, to me, I'm looking forward to seeing all the matches. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing all, obviously, I'm looking forward to seeing your own match, but I'm looking forward to seeing all of them, just because I'm a fan of independent wrestling, and in my, got six, seven months of going to all these shows that I go to, it's honestly been some of the best matches I've seen.
1: That's awesome. But um, What about you? I would say right now my eyes are on Bill Collier and Spencer Slade, the main event for the heavyweight title. Really? Um, both big guys. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be a really good match. Another another one I would say keep your eyes on is Mike Skyros versus uh, – what's that kid's name? That Slade? Guy? Yes. Yeah, the taxi guy, the one that does all that face paint stuff. Yeah, I, I would I would keep my eyes on that. I mean, that the Slade kid won Breakout uh, Superstar of the Year or something like that. And Mike Skyros is obviously Superstar of the Year. Um, I think uh, if anything, Mike Skyros is going to help Slade when mm-hmm. he faces him to, to show him his potential that he has. Um, but I would also. I would also keep your eyes out for my tag team partner, Big Iron Brute Vance like versus Vince Valor. That's going to be a, that's going to be a hoss match right there.
0: And it's definitely, it's going to be a fun night. Guys, if you want to, if you want more information about this, uh, you can get, I don't even know, the uh, show is February 18th and it's happening and I can't even read this right now. Uh Saint Johnsville, oh, yeah. St. Johnsville, New York. Doors open at six, show starts at six forty-five. Uh go to immortalwrestling.com for all your info. And I think that's just where you can get tickets as well. If
1: I remember yes, that. you can get it at immortal and it's at the high school in Saint Johnsville. Very, very simple. So it, it's not that hard to get into. So
0: and what else do you have coming up? Uh you know, obviously we talked about the 18th. But what else do you have coming up that you like to promote? And also, where can our fans find you on social media? Um, So tomorrow night,
1: I'll be going to Binghamton, New York, in St. – not St. John's. my bad. Um, It's going to be at the Johnson City Oakdale Mall. And uh, I'm going toe-to-toe with an ECW guy, H.C. Loke. Um, So that's Excite Wrestling at the Oakdale Mall uh after that february after obviously february 18th there is excite wrestling with march on march 3rd and 4th it's a double show oh wow and bobby fish is on those shows yeah um don't know what i'm doing on those um facebook obviously you can find me at garrett holiday um Twitter is the same thing. It's uh, Garrett holiday at Garrett holiday Um, and Instagram. It's literally Garrett holiday. So uh, I think, I think on Twitter, it's at holiday Garrett and on Instagram, it's Garrett holiday. So
0: Garrett, definitely guys who thank you for watching us tonight. Definitely check out Garrett holiday. He's one of the up-and-comer guys in the North, for, in New York. And I give it a couple years before this guy is making a big name for himself. <laughs> but, appreciate again, it. guys, February 18th, Immortal Championship Wrestling returns for their first event of 2023, which we forgot to mention, by the way, Al Snow and former WB superstar Lindsay Dorado will be in at that show, so
1: you yes. have to want to miss that. Absolutely. It it's never it's never often that Al Snow comes around here, especially a uh, is he is he signed still?
0: still not around? that I know of. I know he runs OVW. No, not Al Snow. Lindsay? Yeah. No.
1: No, that's what I thought. It's it's yeah. not very often that you see a a guy like him around here either.
0: But definitely, if you're in the area, definitely go check it out. Again, Garrett, thank you so much for hopping on tonight. We're definitely going to have you on again. The door is always open for you to come back on. Absolutely. I'd be more than willing to do that. This was fun.
1: Uh, I hope everybody inter- got entertained today. Um, and, yeah, I'm willing to talk about anything, really.
0: For Garrett Holiday, I'm John. This has been another YouTube exclusive for the Iron Ropes the podcast. We'll catch you guys on the next one.